and celebrate our friends and say goodbye to them. They will be back. This is not a funeral, though it feels like it. Uh, They will be back. We'll have them back for special occasions. There will be some kidnappings along the way. Um, The will of God is always good, Romans 12, 2. It's always perfect, but sometimes it's not easy. In fact, in my life, it's it's not been easy. It's uh, been a struggle. But on the other side of it, it's been good because God is good, as Brother Tim has saying. And so uh, we want to, I've entitled this uh, sermon, talk. I'm going to guide us through this celebrating faithful servants um, to recognize and honor Tim and Kippy and say some things um, about them. And also to our church family, this is going to be kind of a blended um, message, a very personal, uh, a family message. If you're a guest, uh, you may feel like, well, I, I'm not going to get anything out of this. I think you'll be encouraged by it. I first met Tim, uh, actually uh, knew of Tim, in 1976 in the fall when I went to Bible college. And I heard him uh, speak in student body. And uh, I heard him speak before meeting, but over cumulative times that he he began to speak, I knew that uh, I would be his friend if I ever knew him. And I've I've shared this with him a number of times, not to to beat the drum, but because when he talked, though we were both kids. That what he believed about God, I, I believed. I don't mean that in a doctrinal sense. We both signed the same doctrinal statement. But in a personal way. That we were both passionate about knowing God, about walking with God. And that he was to be the first place in our lives. And it was a privilege for me to... Uh, to listen to him. And then in the process of that, I was serving in a little church in Dayton, Tennessee, where I met my wife. And after that, uh, I ultimately served in four churches, counting this one. Three of the four were, um, quote, full-time churches in the occupational sense where the church paid me uh, full-time. And uh, all of those churches, I had Tim to come in to minister because I was always working with, I say teenagers, and I was, but I was working with families and serving them. And I valued uh, his walk. I valued his life. I valued his message, uh, where he had been and where he was going. It wasn't just stuck in neutral. And I always enjoyed his fellowship Unfortunately, there were some pictures at some of those meetings that it's not funny, Ken. <laughs> My wife made some displays, and they're very popular now, especially this month. And Tim and I are still very bitter at my wife and others. We'll never forget those till we get to heaven, be held to count the judgment seat for that. If you don't know about that, it's a good thing. It's not funny, Ken. 
1984, in uh, the end of the year in December, uh, I had a, a winter retreat for our teenagers uh, just south of Culpeper, Virginia. There was a little retreat site there. And I contacted Tim about coming to speak for us for those three days. Uh, and so he came, and and we spent a lot of time together because we had breaks, and, you know, kids would go to bed, and we'd stay up late talking. And this church had uh, called and asked me to come and work and serve here. And I love the church I was at. I've been back there numbers of times. Uh, three years ago, um, this Sunday, I was there for the 40th anniversary. The pastor asked me to come and be the, I don't like the word keynote, that's not a good word, but I don't know what other word to use, to be the keynote speaker for their 40th anniversary. I'm very close to that church. And the leaders and the, the kids, are they have their grandkids now. And I love those kids. And this little church in Alabama that I used to take piano lessons two streets over here as a little boy, nine-year-old boy. And this was an empty lot. And they called me, and I called my dad. I said, Daddy, that church, where is it? And he told me. I said, well, there's an empty lot. He said, no, there's a church there now. And so uh, I, I didn't know what to do. We came here, I counseled with Brother Tim about it, and about three other people, not very many people, because I didn't want it to get out. And it's not like I was looking. I wasn't looking. I never contacted anybody about any church, any church I ever went to. And and then I came in January, and, and then I ended up in March of 1985 coming here. Brother Tim and I, we talked about that. Never thinking at all. I'm sure he didn't either that we would work together. And then it was our our privilege and our joy as a church to support Tim and Kippy and their sons as missionaries when they went to Slovakia. I've told him, told the church on more than one occasion. In fact, they uh, Tim and Kip sang that song in his time in Slovak uh, a couple of weeks ago. But I remember down here on the floor when they sang it on uh, Prefield Ministry. I was sit, I've always sat over here because I played the piano from the time I came. And, uh, and listening to them sing that and enjoyed that, that a cappella version, they did. And then after about a decade there or so in Slovakia, um, Tim... I remember we were at Outback. We we stayed about three hours. It was on over there on Whitesburg. He was here, came here for a report, and and we talked about some serious matters. And uh, his heart was broken, and um, he said, I, I don't want to come home, but I'm thinking about it. And a couple of years later, uh, he came home from the field. Nothing wrong, just... He came home, but his heart was broken. His heart was still in Slovakia. He had given his life to go there. All the language, if you can't understand that, to, he and Kippy had learned the language, and it's beautiful. Um, my brother is here today, Hoss. He's been there and pastor for him. They've told me it's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. 
and to leave there. And so we began conversations about, well, what about coming to Huntsville? And, you know, you're, you're back home in America. We need some help. And uh, even if you stayed a year or two, it would be a blessing to us. And maybe you could kind of get your bearings. And, and uh, we, we went over to the Olive Garden over there on University Drive. And we talked for a long time, Kippy and Tim and Paul and myself. The next day, we went to Chattanooga, Tennessee. My sons were playing baseball for Tennessee Temple. And we sat in the stands there at Ingalls Stadium and talked and talked and ate. And they did come. And you remember those of you that were here 18 years ago. Tim was 49 and soon to be 50. He turned 50 just right before he came, 50 years old. And we embraced Tim and Kippy and the boys. There used to be a a door right back there. We had a hallway right there. And the, the evening we, we voted on them and introduced them. Uh, Gary Adams would sit right up here. And Gary was my sidekick. And we always had this thing. Uh, our IQ is about 90. We would sing, he's a jolly good fellow for anything. If we could find an excuse for it. We, if we liked you, we would sing it. And uh, so I, uh, it was a unanimous decision. And so I knew people would clap and so forth. I introduced him and I just glanced down at Gary and I saw the look on his face. Some of you don't know Gary well. And I just saw the smile and he just started singing, he's a jolly good fellow. And then the whole church broke out. And Tim and Kippy came down the aisle, and the whole church was singing. I don't know what she thought, because she wasn't. A, back then, they didn't have the gender identity thing. I don't know what she was thinking. But we were singing, he's a jolly good fellow. And they got baptized in the church culture. I thought, man, they're going to leave now. We got them, and they're going to leave. And thinking, man, I'd hit, I thought this was a church. These people are silly. And And... And we embraced them, and they embraced us. Fast forward 18 years, and God has used this couple to bless all of our lives and to help us. Tim's dominant dominant ministry has been music because he's so gifted in that area, but he loves it. He's so good at it, but he ministers out of that area. But as you know, he even showed it this morning. He has a burden in evangelism that just bleeds through everything he does. If it's giving away groceries and sacking them up for people or uh, working with children or just in his daily walk, he, he has this real burden to see people come for Christ, come to Christ. He loves the Word of God. Some of our, our, our best times, well, not some of them, I would say our best times that we have. All these years and even before he came to this church, hands down, are not discussions about the church or programs. They're talks about God and about his word and what the Lord is doing in our lives. I love those talks. A couple of weeks ago we were we were out and, and uh, we were walking out of the restaurant and I, I hugged him. I said, I'm going to miss these times. I'm going to miss these times. 
And um, from this pulpit and in Sunday school and life group and one-on-one meetings, uh, he, has, he has faithfully given the Word of God. He has encouraged and counseled people, some that aren't here, but uh, they would stand here and say that's true. Some of you, and giving you hope from the God of hope when you were very discouraged. And Kippy has not only supported Tim, which is very difficult as a pastor's wife sometimes, because a pastor's life is not easy, and every every occupation is easy. I'm not saying a pastor's life is harder, but it's there are a lot of hidden factors there. And she's not only supported him, but she has also excelled in serving, ministering. She's worked as a school teacher for many, many years. But she, she has a real gift for, for working with children. And she's been faithful here in the music ministry and ministering to ladies and to couples and so forth. And they've just been a great team. Just a great team. But as I began to put this down, I wrote this down. And I said, i got to make sure I say that the best part of Tim and Kippy is not what they do, but it's who they are. It's not what they do, what they've done, but it's who they are. They're servants. So I, I wrote down some things, just kind of a smorgasbord of things, and they ended up in three categories. This is not a neat sermon outline, but they're just some thoughts, and then we'll share some things. We'll look at Ephesians 4 in a moment. The first thing I want to talk about is we talk about celebrating servants, precious servants of God, is our gratitude to God. Our gratitude to God for His provision. Now listen to the way I say this. For for His provision to our church. Our gratitude to God. Before we thank God for anything, our gratitude to God... For his provision to our church. God provides shepherds. He provides under shepherds. He provides pastors to his church. And pastors are a gift of God to the church. Now in Ephesians chapter 4. You've got it there. Look at verse 11. And he, that's God. Gave some, the word some there separates the different offices here. These are offices of men that have these spiritual gifts. And he gave some apostles, some prophets. And I personally believe these gifts, according to Ephesians 2, are no longer with us. They were foundational gifts for the church. And some evangelists. And some pastors and teachers. Pastors and teachers are together. Because every teacher, every pastor is a teacher, but every teacher is not a pastor. But every pastor has a teaching gift. Pastors and teachers. Now the purpose of a pastor, here it is, is for the perfecting or the equipping of the saints. So the, the primary job of a pastor is to feed the sheep so, so the saints can be equipped for the work of the ministry. So they can do the tasks the work of the church. And when they do that, it's for the edifying or the building of the body of the Christ. 
So the church grows when the ministry is done, and the ministry is done by the perfecting of the saints, and the perfecting of the saints is done when the pastors teach the Word of God. And these are gifts. In fact, this whole section in chapter 4 and verses 7, it, it, they're about spiritual gifts. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And he talks about the ascended Christ is giving gifts unto men. And so this office, this office of pastor, is a gift that God has given unto the local church. And we ought to thank God for Tim today as a person, but also for the office that, that God gave him here. Because it was a gift of God to us. Now in Jeremiah chapter 3... In a time of judgment, God said this. He said, Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors. Now, they didn't have the word pastors there. means shepherds. It's talking about uh, religious leaders, civic leaders, priests, uh, all kinds of leaders. They didn't have pastors of churches, but it applies today. And I will give you pastors, I like this, according to mine heart. And this was a time of judgment. God says, I will give you pastors, I love this, according to my heart. I want you to listen to me carefully. Some churches do not have pastors according to God's heart. They don't feed the sheep, they fleece the sheep. They don't serve their people, they take advantage of their people. Which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And this was in a time of judgment, which we are in America today. I thank God for the gift, for this shepherd, my brother, that God had brought to us, that, that he fed us the Word of God, and he fed us in other ways. And Psalm 78 and Psalm 70, uh, in verse 72, speaking of David, who was not a preacher or a priest, but he was a, a leader. And it says, he fed his nation according to the integrity of his heart. So there's the character. He fed them out of the overflow of his life, of who he was, and guided them out of the skillfulness of his hands. There's a competency. He was a leader, but he was a godly man. He had both character and competency. Man, I I could go on. We're not going to do that. But I see this so much in Brother Tim. In the process, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Tim, but when we were talking about you you coming down, I talked to you on the phone, um, and I said, well, Tim, what kind of objectives, what are you interested in doing? This was when we were just kind of weighing it out. I remember I was up in our bedroom, and because I wanted a quiet place where I could talk. It was a long conversation. And he said, he said, well, Brother Rick, he said, right now I, I want to, I feel like I want to lead and I want to feed. And I remember thinking, well, that's a pastoral role. I want to lead and I want to feed. I think he did that, don't you? I want to lead and I want to feed. Now, a word to, to the church. Um, what, what do you do with your grief? Because, because you are grieving, some of you to a greater degree, because of your relationship 
What do you do with your, with your sense of loss? And, and he and Kippy will grieve too. I remember uh, in a season of grief that I had, I had lost someone that was very special to me. And I know oh, this is not permanent, but, but it is in a sense that on a regular, consistent basis, we will not see one another. But of all places, I was in a Cracker Barrel. And I had, it was kind of in a corner of my mind. It was a season of my life. I was aching and hurting from this loss. And you know, in the retail place, how they have these little signs and, and you know, quotes on them and stuff. And I didn't know it, but, but the quote was written by, by Dr. Seuss. And that's not his real name. That's his middle name. But I saw it. And it spoke to me. And I bought it. And I put it right up above the file drawer that I used to have a place in, in our home where I put a little desk and a file drawer. It's not there anymore. Where I could see it every day, where it would help me. And some of you have seen this, and you already know it, but here's what it said. It said, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. And just every day I read that, and I said, okay. Now, the fact is, is, is that relationship I had was terminated until I get to heaven. But it happened. And I have, I have these memories, and it was real. And, and I want to say to you, it's okay to grieve. And the God, uh, the God of grace and glory will, will walk you through this, and, and He will help you. And so... On a personal level, I'm grateful to the Lord for, for Brother Tim and how he has ministered to me. He's ministered to the church. I was sharing with Daniel the other day uh, about this verse, and I said, I, I think I'm going to share this with the church. But when Saul was anointed king, God did something for him. Initially, Saul was humble, and God did something very special for him. In 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 26, the Bible says, And Saul also went home to Gibeah, and there went with him a band of men whose hearts God had touched. Now, he was, he was freshly anointed. Now, why in the world did God touch some hearts? It wasn't required there wasn't a lot, but there was a group of people, a group of men that said, you need to be his friend. Well, the next verse says this, but to counter the children of Belial, these wicked men said, how shall this man, Saul, save us, deliver us, the new king? And these people despised him. They held him as worthless. They had contempt for him, and they brought him no presents. That it was it was traditional that to the new king to respect him, you would bring him a gift. They said we're, we're, we don't we have no respect for him. But to his credit, he held his peace. But I want to focus that that leader was going to have a lot of opposition, and God raised up some men whose hearts God had touched, and I have. Through, through every church I've been in, but especially as a, as a senior pastor, whatever you want to call it, there, there are men whose hearts that God have touched. It's not something I manipulate. It's just a miracle of grace. 
And Brother Tim is one of those men whose hearts that God had touched to come alongside of me and to breathe life in me. Titus did this for Paul in 2 Corinthians 7, verses 5 and 6. For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest physically. We were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, conflict in the church. Within were fears. He's saying, in me, I was afraid. Nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down. And, and that has the idea of depressed. Paul said, I'm worn out emotionally, but comforted us by the coming of Titus. The God of comfort showed up with skin on in Titus. I like this guy. And then I'm going to skip a verse here back there, Mr. A.V. Man. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, Paul said, I am glad... I am glad, I am glad of the coming of Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaicus. For that which was lacking on your part, they have supplied. Now watch this church. For they have refreshed my spirit and yours. The word refresh means to, it, it, it is the result of ceasing from labor to, to recover strength. My spirit is refreshed, not my body. That'll lead to your body getting worn out. These these people refreshed my spirit. Therefore, now look at this. Therefore, acknowledge ye them that are such. And the word acknowledge means to recognize and to make obvious. Acknowledge them. This morning, once again, I was thinking about Romans chapter 16, and I counted... 34 names that Paul mentioned, and there were other people he mentioned indirectly, but he didn't mention their name. Over 40 people, directly or indirectly, he talked about in Romans 16. He was a very thankful person. And I want to pause here and and just share some, give an opportunity for our people to share about how Brother Tim has uh, refreshed their spirit. And bless them. And uh, this was a difficult chore. I went down through the different ministries that he's involved in, and I, I could have chosen. I just, this is a sample. I began in the choir, and while they were singing, I thought, my soul, I, I could have had the whole bunch up here, and I know they want to, but I want Naomi Ramont to come at this time. and. Uh, and this is not limited to the choir or whatever I call them up here. They can pretty much, some of them may say some funny things, some of them are serious things. But uh, Naomi, I want you to share it this time, if you would. Thank you. So I first just want to say thank you to Brother Tim and Kippy um, for all the years of service that they had in our church. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> um, I've been under five music directors, and I just want to say that Brother Tim has been the best music director, and I think anyone who's in the choir would say that. I mean, he's just been phenomenal, and I mean, I've had some really good ones, too. Um, But uh, first of all, I just want to say choir is really fun. 
So um, we have crazy people in there that kind of rubbed off on me just a little bit. So, um, but like one time we were singing this song uh, for the Christmas cantata about uh, ding-dongs, and so we brought ding-dongs and threw them at them. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there was another song we were singing called, um, I, I, it wasn't Holy, 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 but it had Holy in it, and so we started singing Holy Coley. And um, we, just, we just have fun. Um, and there's some people in the choir, and I won't give their names, who like to hide his keys and steal his phone and put stuff on Facebook. But um, you know what? He just takes it with such grace, um, and I really appreciate him for that. But one thing I want to talk about is, um, besides the practical things, he's taught us how to enunciate, how to breathe from you know, our diaphragm, and uh, he, he told us the meaning of spizzeritum, even though Kathy said that's not what it is, but anyway, just energy in our singing, and, um, but more importantly is the spiritual aspect. So when we sing songs, um, it's kind of like when you're studying for a Bible lesson, the, you get so much more out of it. We get up here and sing for y'all, but he's poured into us during those rehearsals and it told us think about what you're singing bringing up scripture and just getting us to really think about what it is that God is trying to, to say through that song and to present it to y'all um, and then one of the last thing that I want to talk about is his evangelistic heart and some of my favorite things that we've done as a choir is go down to the downtown rescue mission um, and sing to those people there. And when we went to the, the veterans home and saying there, thank you, Tim, for setting that up. But um, he just has a heart for people. Mm-hmm. He has a heart for us, but he has a heart for the lost. Um, and so I really appreciate And I know that you're going to be a great asset to the church you're going to, but we sure are going to miss you guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss you all very much, and we love you. Amen. <laughs> uh, thank you, Naomi. Uh, we were driving home from church one day, and Sunday morning, Jake was probably about, I don't know, 10 years old. He said, Daddy, come when Mr. Coley sings. We never see his teeth. <laughs> I said, well, I never thought about that. And the next Sunday I look, I thought, Jake, you can't. He never shows. It's amazing. Uh, Brother Dave has worked with Tim for all these years, and uh, he said, well, I'm working sound. I have to do it in the back. I said, that is perfectly appropriate. I asked Dave to share. So this voice is just kind of coming out of the, the magic area. Uh, really, i got to echo a lot of what Naomi said, because you can't talk about the sound ministry uh, really without talking about what the... Uh, choir or uh, our cantatas have been um, and, and Tim's always looked really hard at, at trying to up the game I would say uh, in our cantatas and our, and our choir specials and everything um, for sure I have to say that the day that Brother Tim uh, stepped into the music ministry our choir and specials took a definite step up. Good music, biblical truth and lyrics. And I know Tim, Brother Tim, works very hard at finding 
just the right songs with, with good music and good truth packed into them. And I'm, I'm sure you all noticed that too. Sitting in the back during choir rehearsals or cantata rehearsals, I get a very special viewpoint. You people pulling shenanigans, I see it all. Uh, and it does go on. Uh, we have a few very special ladies in the uh, choir uh, that usually sit there on the front row. And there'd be a lot of laughing and talking and snorting going on, you know. I uh, won't name any names, but... Uh, and usually, right after that, we get a little bit of excitement as Brother Tim is busy hunting for his keys and his cell phone. And pretty soon then, uh, we get texts from Tim that say, I feel pretty. <laughs> yep, somebody got a hold of his cell phone, all right. Uh, of course, we always, my bad, we have uh, sound equipment hiccups all the time, uh, especially as the equipment's gotten a little bit older, and we've just worked together and plowed on through like this morning, and, uh, you know, uh, ancient mm -hmm. words was uh, not really not come up mm -hmm. for us. And I have to say, through all this adversity, Tim has had a very gracious spirit, always words of encouragement for what we do. And I can know I know I can say that for just every ministry that Brother Tim has led. And Brother Tim, I count you as a friend and I'm really gonna miss you. Hope we can stay in touch. Love you, buddy. Thank you, David. Andrew, I want you to come up, please. Andrew serves back in the audiovisual and has done this and has helped us in quiet ways. You don't see a lot of his work with the uh, streaming and so forth. And uh, these guys do stuff that uh, really, unless something goes wrong, you don't know about it. But uh, I want you to share here, buddy. Okay, thank you, my brother. Um. Rick asked me to uh, talk about the video ministry, but he, of course, said that, you know, you can share other things. And um, I don't feel like there's any aspect of my life that Tim or Kippy hasn't played a part in and in my family's life. They're like parents to Yasinia and I. They're like grandparents to my kids. We spent many a night at their house, other places with them, our house. As far as the video ministry, um, like Dave said, Tim always. Uh, he wants the best. He wants everything to be the best it possibly can. When we started uh, live streaming, 
he would go through, and I'm sure he still does it, would go through and, and listen to the sermons, and he would say, hey, you know, <clears throat> the sound isn't as good here, or the video quality isn't as good. Could you, uh, could you look into this, or even, you know, is there something I can do you know, to help make this better? Hmm. He always tries to make sure that everything flows as seamlessly hmm. as possible. And then, like Dave said, when, when things don't go as planned, like this morning, he tries to, to smoothly go on to the next thing so that we aren't all just awkwardly standing there. Um, Because, like I said, they've been involved in everything for us. But uh, I'll just I'll just keep it to the video stuff. Um, Tim, you'll have your chance to uh, soar with eagles. You're getting away from all of us turkeys. <laughs> I love you both. Thank you, Andrew. God bless you, son. Uh, Jeff, I want you to come kind of represent uh, the life group, if you would. Thank you. Yes, sir. I only have um, three points, but um, it will take about an hour. (laughs) So settle in. Oh, wait, this is about Tim, not you. No. <laughs> this will be short. <laughs> I don't know. That may be the last laugh I get out of this one. Rick, you, I thought you'd have known better, but I actually, uh, several years back, he asked me to say something about Tim. Here are the notes from that. Yeah, I know you can't read it. I can't either. So he asked me, thanks for the notice, by the way. He asked you're me you're yesterday welcome. <laughs> to talk about, to tell you a couple things about Tim. And he said, he said it didn't have to be about uh, the uh, foundations for the family, but, um, you know, thanks, Andrew, for starting the waterworks. I appreciate that. It's going to be a little tough. So anyway, the, the points I made in here about Tim just several years ago, I, I, you know, I was just doing it off the cuff of myself. You know, on, on my, I used a different device this time, and it turned out to be exactly the same things. Nothing's changed. And, of course, uh, if you've heard me talk about anything, unfortunately, I like to give themes on something, you know, it's titles, it kind of helps me focus. And I could, the, the, the previous discussion I had was about the fact that uh, Tim is no secretariat, right? The secretariat is a triple crown winner. This is big, beautiful horse. You remember that talk? And he's, no, he's no secretariat. That's what I said back then. What he is is Seabiscuit, just as this little unassuming horse that just loved to run. 
and he was voted Horse of the Year after beating, you know, one of the Triple Crown winners. It made a difference just because he loved what he was doing. And it hasn't changed. Um, so I, I labeled this one a little simpler. Uh, I called it the gentle friend. As Rick's talked about, he, his, his love knows no boundaries. He, he often injects his experiences and his love for the Slovakian people. really inspires us, inspires all of us. The commitment and the sacrifice for him and his whole entire family. He really embraces that Jerusalem, Judea kind of principle that, that, that you try to instill in us all the time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he's transparent. You know, gentle friend, he's transparent. You know, all his struggles, his children, all those things, they have not been easy, but he shares that with us. So it, it helps us get through those times. He's truly humble. He truly does not think of himself at all. And that's been my experience. What else? He's been a great teacher uh, in the foundations for the family. We've been in there for, I don't know, five, six years now. And just just the simple idea as a gentle friend, he just asks simple, gentle questions. It's just basically his teaching style. It just stirs our heart. Am I right? He's a great preacher. If you were here, who were y'all were here the last time he preached? Just a couple weeks ago? Fantastic. I mean, really, the best. And I, and I hope you take that with you uh, to your next chapter. That was just beautiful. It was, it was incredible. I want to talk about, just for a moment, if I might... I'll tell you about a gentle friend. My dad passed away in 08. And for some reason, there, got, there was a mix-up about communications. And the church was not notified. So when the day came for the service and all that, nobody was there. I was, I was so embarrassed. I was angry. I just didn't understand But somehow, some way, Tim found out, and he was the one there. And at that moment, it's all I needed. So then we lost Houston. For those of you who don't know, he's our 22-year-old son.
until Tim helped me, helped us to work through that. We're still working through it. Just there's a gentle friend challenged me, tried to help me communicate it. Then we lost my mother in the middle of COVID. And once again, there was Tim. In a time when everybody was afraid to come out, and rightly so. I mean, there was real challenges there. But he was there. When just a handful of people were only allowed to be there, and there was Tim. That's all I needed. That's all we needed. I'm, I'm, I'm upset with you, Tim. I'll kind of close this out. I thought we were going to grow old together. And then I looked at us both and I figured out we already have. We share, we share hair products and hair secrets together. One of the few people I can you know, relate with. But uh, just because you're moving don't mean we can't grow older together or not. I want to commit to continuing our relationship. And my bike can reach Virginia. I look forward to, the, to getting together. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Russell, I see you back there, Russell McGuire. Russell's involved with our food distribution and uh, very, very faithful, among others. But I appreciate you, Russell, coming up here and share with us, my brother. Thank you. Unlike Brother Jeff, uh, Tim and I do not share the same hair products. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, good morning. Uh, most of you people uh, know, have known Tim a lot longer than I have. Uh, I've known him a little bit over a year, year and a half, uh, or year and a half to two years, excuse me. Uh, but it's kind of ironic how God interties things together. Uh, I was at a very uh, difficult part of my life, and I found this church. Brother Tim was here about... Uh, I think August of 2022 is when I started attending, or 2020, excuse me. And uh, I think it was in October to November is when he announced uh, he felt a calling for CPR in our community through a food distribution ministry. And uh, the Lord laid that on my heart. I wrestled with it for a couple of weeks. I met him out in the foyer and said, I may have been out on the, the front stoop and told him if he needed some help, a weak mind, a strong back, I was his man. So uh, we, we've done our first distribution, uh, first Saturday in December of 2020. Done it ever since on the first Saturday of the month, with the exception, I think, this year. I think New Year's fell on, on that weekend. Mm. 
Uh, we've averaged somewhere around 150 families and approximately 300 people that we've ministered to. As he already has mentioned this particular uh, yesterday, this past weekend, uh, we had 130 families and ministered to approximately 360 people. Uh, and I think that's a wonderful ministry, but it wouldn't have happened, in my opinion, had it not been for his obedience. And I want to be real careful not to brag on the flesh, but I want to brag on his obedience. Uh, I think it's... Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 15 tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. I thank you for that. I thank you for the, the, the ability to have spiritual discernment and hope. I thank you for being, again, obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for being my friend. Kippy, thank you for sharing. Thank you so much. I'm going to miss you. Hope the best for you. I love you, brother. Amen. Thank you, Russell. Melinda, uh, where are you? Are you in here? There you are. I want Melinda to uh, represent the Good News Club. Again, we have a lot of uh, people in there that have served off and on. But I want her to do that for us. Thank you, son. writing my notes, two songs came to my mind. What a difference you made in my life. And thank you. Tim and Gibby are truly servants for the Lord. Both of you are honoring God by living out the purpose of Friendship Baptist. Hmm. Tim, you are truly you have been truly barnest in my life. You have encouraged me and my family in so many ways. I was not a regular and faithful in my attendance coming to church. Tim actually approached me one Sunday in church and welcomed me as a visitor. And I had to tell him that I've been coming pretty much, but I only came on Wednesday evenings and stayed in the nursery with Miss Johnson. And then, uh, and speaking of Wednesdays, it was during the Wednesday evening services that Tim encouraged us to thank the people that have influenced us along in our journey. So now it's time to thank you and Kippy, Tim. And also, during those Wednesdays, you mentioned a Bible verse, too, about 
Lord, the harvest is great, and the laborers are few. And I think the other part is, who will go? Here I am, Lord, send me. Y'all, that just worked in my heart. Like you just, I mean, the pastor was already preaching on being a servant, and the Lord was working on me. So I remember you were asking for volunteers for Good News Club. I said I would go and just sit with the children. That's all I really wanted to do. Don't make me do anything else, Tim. Just sit with the children. Well, needless to say, I started teaching Bible verses, and I was uh, doing crafts with the children. Pretty much anything that needed to be done, I would just help out or volunteer. So, Tim, you were right. These kids are very special and will always be part of us. These children love Tim. I mean, Tim can be gone for one time, and they're like, where's Tim, where's Tim, where's Tim? So he's just like a magnet with the children. So I do believe that God has plans for our lives, and he puts people that you need in your life. I was struggling and wanting to do more as God's servant and not just come to church. God answered my prayers with Tim and Kippy. I said, we will do this. So, in return for my investment, I have been truly blessed by coming out of my shell. This has helped me in so many areas of my life. Uh, I have enjoyed your messages through your singing and through your sermons. You have taught and showed how we are the church outside this building. The countless people you have touched with all your ministries. I pray, sorry. I pray you will continue to bless others through your ministry on the next chapter of your lives, both of you. Thank you for making an impact on my life and so many others. Because of your time and effort, this is why I am standing here today, even though I'm shaking like a leaf. Thank you. Thanking you and the Lord for all your time and effort. Thank you very much. Okay, Jaden, come back. <laughs> Thank y'all very much. Thank you, Melinda. These were so good. I know they're kind of speaking in proxy for all of us. I wish we could have everybody. Um, Matt Moody, I asked Matt to speak... Uh, as a representative for our church, okay, Brother Matt. Outstanding. Matt, be good. <laughs> be good to the man. Would I, would I be anything but that? Tim, he, did, he didn't tell you I was coming up, did he? <laughs> Tim might not have showed up this morning if he realized I was going to come up and speak. But uh, no, in reality... Um, Tim, you mean more to me than you realize. 
you have invested in me. I have had the opportunity to watch you, how you treat Gippy, how you raised your boys. And it makes a difference in my life. I'm a better husband and a better father because of you. Years ago, uh, Tim, Tim met with me because we'd meet from time to time at lunch. He'd mm-hmm. just check in, see how things are going. And he's like, Matt, he's like, I think we've grown in our relationship. I really want to be able to talk to you and we can reach out and or challenge each other in things. That if we see something going wrong or not, maybe not right in our lives, he's like, I want you to, to keep me accountable. And, uh, and I asked him to do the same thing. And you can say that, but how many people will actually do it? He will. Tim said, Matt, I see how you're doing some things with your boys. I'm concerned for you. What's going on? What can I help you with? And then him and Kippy, they, they spent weeks on Sunday afternoons, would have lunch together, would go through a video series on how to be better parents. Kippy, you've been such a blessing and encouragement to me in junior church. When I, whenever I decided, I was, I was like, hey, I think I can help in that ministry. Kippy's like, hey, Matt, you can do it. And then I'd ask her, hey, Kippy, how would I do this week? What can I do better? The kids really relate to you. Kids love your stories. How can I get better at that? And Kippy has helped me be a better junior church teacher all these years. And I don't know that I'd still be doing it or that I'd be doing it as well if it wasn't for Kippy and her investing in my life as well. Tim, I'm going to miss you, brother. Kippy, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss having you around, asking the good questions of the kids after a story. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I, you don't have to worry about me missing your face because at Christmas time, I was given a gift, and I, I in, in today's for today's thing, I decided to wear my gift. <coughs> For anybody that doesn't know, I have You don't have to worry about me missing your face because I, I can just go in my drawer and I'm going to see you every single time I want to see you. Or, as my son said so many years ago when he was, I don't know, three, four, maybe. 
we, we were driving down University Lane, and he's like, there's Mr. Tim. I'm like, no, Mr. Tim's at church. He's like, no, 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 on that sign, there's Mr. Tim. So every time we pass KFC, Tim, I'm going to think. Thank you so much. A uh, couple of more, Daniel and Leslie. Are y'all, I want uh, the staff to say a few things here. Okay, this is not going to be easy. I don't even know where to start. Brick asked me to talk specifically about Kippy. Um, But I want to thank you both for everything that you've done. Not only in the church, um, but in my life. And in the life of my family. I can't see my notes. Um, Kippy, you've been a huge part of my life for the last seven and a half years. You have poured into me. You have encouraged me. You've watched me cry. Um, You've listened to me complain. You've sympathized with me. You've corrected me. And you've loved me. And most importantly, you've helped me survive teaching math to my kids. <laughs> Can you teach long distance, please? Um, you have loved my kids like your own grandkids. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. That means the world to me. You always have a smile for me. And I'm going to miss seeing that smile in your beautiful face every week. You're going to be missed, Kippy. And Tim, too, I guess. (laughs) I'm going to be blowing up your phone with texts. So go ahead and prepare yourself for math questions and parenting advice. Thank you for all you've done for me over the years. I love you, and I can't wait to visit you in Virginia. I love you. Well, when we came here just um, almost eight years ago, I knew this was a great church because they had already hired someone from West Virginia. And you almost made it, Tim, moving to Virginia. Almost. Just cross the border and you'll get some of that celestial air. But no, when we came here... um, Tim and Kippy both um, very, very quickly became uh, close friends to us. You guys were more than just fellow staff members. Um, you've been a real friend to me. And um, I'm really going to miss the conversations that we, we've had. And those are some of my favorite times. Just, you know, I'm here at the church and I see your car. And I always look forward to just going over there and we would sit for sometimes three or four hours just talking about life and and ministry and 
and I'm going to miss those times. I know that that we'll still be friends, but long distance, it's just not going to be the same. But I want to thank both of you for um, investing in me and in my family. And as Leslie said, um, you guys loved our boys, and uh, they love you. They love you both. And we're really going to miss you guys. And uh, I look forward to, thankfully, you know, my parents live in West Virginia, and we've already mapped it out and figured out a way that, you know, every time we go see them, we're going to stop by and see you guys. So make sure you get our room ready. (laughs) But I can't wait to see what what God does uh, with you guys in in the the new church there that you're going to. I know that you're going to do great things because you did great things here, both of you. And um, I think I can speak for everyone. You're going to be greatly missed. But um, we love you both so much. Mm. Thank you very much. Uh, Paula May, come on up, huh? Um. We'll let you go first, okay? Okay, I may I may end up just reading this as it is because I'm not sure I can just say it. <laughs> he asked me last night too, Jeff. Um, so it's, I'm going to start with Kippy. She's been my choir buddy for 18 years. <laughs> She's always helped me find those notes that I struggled with. And I know sometimes they were pretty sour, but she helped me muddle through. We've worked together in Good News Club for the last several years, and she's been a huge blessing in my life. She encouraged me in the club to keep going. I've watched her have children captive as she told them a story about the Lord. And and just recently we witnessed... Uh, several children who came to know Jesus as a result of her sharing her testimony with them. Speak up. Okay. She taught two of my kids in high school. Um, I appreciated that so very much. Poor Nick. I hope he wasn't too distracted. And you deserve a medal for that one. (laughs) Um, We cruised the ocean together one time. I'll never forget that trip and how much fun we had. That was a special time. Most importantly, she's been an advocate for my kids. As they were growing up, she was always encouraging them, praising them, understanding them. Perhaps that was because she was a preacher's kid herself. And we prayed for each other's children many times. She's been my Vanna White all these years at the couples conference. She's helped me with shopping, with goodie bags, with all sorts of errands that were needed to be done during that retreat. She and Tim were always quick to run out and pick up a prop or balloons or whatever was needed. She's been my skip partner a couple times through the years. That was fun. (laughs) We've shared rides to church, choir practice, ladies' meetings, 
and other places. And often those rides, we would sit in her car or mine for hours after it was over to try to solve the problems of the world or maybe just our own problems. (laughs) Through many years and trials and ups and downs, but mostly very good times, Kippy's been a dear friend. And encouragement to me. And I'm going to miss you greatly. I love you. Tim's been like a brother to me. Sometimes really like a brother. (laughs) He's come close to giving me a heart attack on more than one occasion. It's not uncommon for me to walk in the office to make a copy only to have him jump out and scare me to death. And Matt Moody can attest to that. I think one time I'll never forget was on October 31st. We were home, we had turned off the lights, and we ran out of candy. And then the doorbell rang. And I looked through the peephole. And there's this little old lady crunched down, standing at my door. And I I thought, oh, wow, that's a mask. That's not a kid, that's an adult. So I opened the door and said, I'm so sorry, we, we don't have any more candy. Can't you give an old lady some candy? And he... And wouldn't leave me alone, and I shut the door. I said, Rick, there's somebody out there, and they're pestering me about giving them candy, and it's a grown-up. And the doorbell ringing again, ringing again. So Rick comes and opens the door, and about that time, he's falling down laughing, ripping the mask off. (laughs) Yeah, it's no secret that Tim likes to play jokes, but he can take a joke, too. Because through the years in the choir, as people have mentioned, we've played a few of our own. But most of all, Tim is a blessing. He always has a good word for us in the choir. And it's obviously he would speak out of the abundance of his heart, of his time alone with the Lord. And Rick shared that verse today, and I wrote it down, Psalm 78, 72, and that's Tim. He always had an abundance of God's word to share with us. I've learned so much from sitting under his teaching. Sometimes I'd be tired on my way to practice, and but it was never a dread. And when I left, I was always encouraged. We had a lot of fun in choir. We just did. I'm going to miss it. Working in Good News Club has been an absolute joy. I think all of us have grown to love the kids that we minister to. And Tim was a great leader, and it was so obvious how much the children loved him. Having Tim and Kip down the road from us literally about a mile has been a blessing through the years. When we've had a sickness or death in our family, the Coleys were faithful with a meal or a card, a thoughtful gift, or just to stop by. I remember one year in particular when I was really sick. Kippy came and sat next to me on my bed and said, I bet you've got cabin fever, and I can remember telling her, no, I just don't want to get up. But I appreciate her doing that and them being there for us. They have blessed this church tremendously in so many ways. And have touched each one of us. I know I speak for everyone when I say there's going to be a big hole here at Friendship Baptist Church. (laughs) But we are better because of having them in our family. And we send you off to bless others. And we sure do love y'all. Um.
do one more thing. I have more, but you know, because of time, this is what the Lord wants us to do. I just want to uh, <clears throat> read uh, just a portion, it's not long, of a letter that I wrote Tim <clears throat> years ago. And it hasn't changed. It just echoes my heart to him. Just a couple of several paragraphs. You and Kip have been a great blessing to our church family and to me and my family. We have laughed and cried together, talked about life, ministry, problems, our families, and carried burdens for one another. We have planned, prayed, fasted, strategized, and worked alongside each other. You have seen me at my worst, my weakest, and most fragile times of my life. You have not only loved and cared for me and Paula, but also my children. Thank you for your heart for the Lord. I enjoy our talks about the things we are learning about God and how He is working in our lives. You truly minister out of the overflow of your life. Thank you for your kindness. You're one of the kindest people I've ever met. Your words are carefully measured and given with a gracious spirit. Thank you for your encouragement to me. Often I receive emails of articles, quotes, and book recommendations that would bless me. And they have. I'm reading a book you recommended to me right now. Thank you for your servant spirit. You look for small ways to make a difference and are attentive to people in need. Almost always this is done behind the scenes without seeking credit. Thank you for your patience with me. I know that it's difficult serving with me as my illness causes limitations and unpredictability. I feel badly about this and am humbled by your trying to understand and not being harsh with me. Thank you for your public ministries of teaching, preaching, and leading us in worship. I'm always refreshed as you lead us in these areas. You are a blessing. Thank you for bringing ideas on how we can improve as a ministry for implementing and administrating so many areas in our church. Though I always try to honor your contributions, I know you don't receive the credit for much of what you do. Thank you for visiting hospitals and representing me not only there but in other ways too. I know I'm safe with the quality of ministry you bring and don't have to worry about the care folks are receiving. Thank you for praying for me. How often I receive texts and assurances of your prayers, and you're asking others to pray for me. Tim, that is so humbling, and I'm grateful more than you know for doing that. I could go on and list many other things for which I'm thankful for you. I sometimes tell you that serving with you is one of the great privileges of my ministry, and I sincerely mean that. Our friendship goes way back. But I never dreamed that we would be able to team up and make a difference in God's kingdom here in Huntsville. May God continue to heap His blessings on you and give you the desires of your heart as you seek Him. I count you as a very dear friend and brother, and I love you so very much. Um, I want to uh, just 
one or two more little things here. Um, give something to, to Tim Kippy. I'm going to come down here so Kip doesn't have to come up here. Kippy, come on up if you would. Come over here with me, Tim, if you would. This is not a a big thing. It's really a, a memento of sorts, a kind of a token. But uh, I'm going to read it and put it back in here, but just so the church can uh, see it. Um, if I can pull it out. There's two of them. I got two of the same one. It's a really nice one. This is a one that you can stick in your office tent. The other ones you can stick in your home on a bookshelf or something. Um, words. Words mean things. And, um, you know, this is just a piece of wood, but the words mean something. And here's what it says. It says, presented to Tim and Kippy Coley in deep gratitude for your faithfulness and devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ and your service to our church for these 18 years. We have been blessed by your spirit of humility and sacrifice, your heart to willingly serve us, and your genuine love for us. We will miss you and we dearly love you. You have made a difference in our lives. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things He has done for you. For Samuel twelve twenty four. Friendship Baptist Church, Huntsville, Alabama, June 5th, uh, 2022. And there's another one that's, that's nicer. It's more feminine. And uh, the church took up a gift for you. There's more coming because we don't have it all in, but that's that's a portion of it. Okay. And um, let's give them a hand. Yeah.